Hey, this is Eastlake BBA, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Recovered alcoholic, my name is Vinny. 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 Hi, Vinny. And I thank God for waking me up today. I thank this meeting. I thank the speakers. I thank the people that participate in making this meeting happen. I thank our predecessors of the Big Book Awakening process, Tyler for bringing meetings to San Diego, Dan Sherman, Mark Houston, Joe Hawk, Don Pritz, Mac Jeter, and all the people that moved that to the East Coast as well. I'm extremely grateful for that because I have a life today that I never would have imagined. And I have a, an understanding of depth and weight that I never thought I would comprehend as far as the big book and how to present that to others. And uh, thank you, Louise, for asking me to come. This is a, a second home for me. I was gonna come here regardless just to get hugs because I had a rough day. And uh, I had a rough week actually, you know, and, and self-will, you know, it's a powerful thing. It's not as powerful as God, but it definitely feels like it sometimes. And what I like about self-will in recovery, it brings, me, it brings me to a place where reliance is the most important thing in my life, reliance on God, and that I'm truly grateful for. So uh, I guess I'll start this off with a little confession, right? Uh, being honest, being thorough, being authentic, being vulnerable, right? Uh, it's been a, a rough week. A lot of things been going on inside myself, outside myself, work, home. I was just like crying and listening to meditation, you know. And, and before I go on, I just want to say thank you for the newcomers too. Anybody that's new uh, visiting this meeting, particularly for the first time, welcome. We really, what we do here is we just want to love you. You know, and you're probably not understanding of it, but we just want to help. We just want to be of help. And we know this way works. There's a, a lot of people in here that have shined like stars. And it wasn't like that all the time. And all we did was do this work that we're going to discuss a little bit about. But so I live in El Cajon and uh, I don't know how far that way it is, as miles and anything like that, but I made it here in 11 minutes flat. I'm not bragging about that, that's my confession. Uh, I was actually home meditating and praying on my day, right? I was just doing a, a brief conversation with God and that's just how I get down now, nowadays. I, I talk to Papa you know, quite often, I call him Papa sometimes, sometimes I just call him Creator. Sometimes I just call him the one, the one that knows, the one that I need in my life. Uh, names and words really are lack of importance in my eyes. It's uh, the action. And, you know, I went on a, a spree of emotions this week with my wife and a lot of changes going on. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but it was tough and... I sought God and I got clear. And with that being said, 
I also had a job interview today for a big promotion at my job. There's like three other guys that would go into it and, you know, but you throw that on top of it, you can imagine the emotions, the feelings, the thoughts, the prayers, the, the self-doubt, the self-belief, the self-belief, right? The positive, the negative, all of it in between. So with all that being said, I come home and I have a nice moment with the wife. We talk, we embrace, we talked about my day, we, we talked about the discussion of everything in the past week, and it was a beautiful moment. And I just cried out of joy from the gifts, right? And this is part of what's going on for me just now, and I need to let that out because pain shared is pain lessened, right? And I just say, you know what, I just wanna go into my spot, I wanna pray a little bit and I wanna get quiet. And I did that for about two and a half hours. And sometimes it's that long and sometimes it's not, guys. I'm not no guru. I'm just being honest with you. Sometimes I need to just really get down, talk to God, write down my thoughts sometimes, get them clear. I need to pray and meditate. And I need to meditate on silence on what I was just talking about. And I fell asleep about an hour and a half into it. And uh, <laughs> I woke up and I was like, oh, shit, it's 20 of. I got to get dressed. It's one of those things, right? and I'm grateful for it. So that's my little story. Let's get into the work. So my experience with the fifth step has been wide, bumpy, uh, not a straight line. Uh, it's also been exciting, right? And I'm gonna share tonight on the perspective of me being a sponsor or me being in a workshop as a guide for people what I actually do, my, share my experience with people, how to listen to a fifth step, right? Or even how to do it, right? Just how to do the, the meat and potatoes of it. So we all know that it's sharing our fourth step inventory that we have done. And if you have not done a fourth inventory yet, that's okay. We got three steps before that. So... I'm, I'm a tough ass nowadays. I, I, I laugh at myself because I'm like, where'd this come from? Right? God gives you assertiveness. God, God grows within you. And it's sometimes uncomfortable because sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, where did that come from? And it, it, it's just weird. So I'm going to give you one short experience and I'm going to read some of a few lines that stood out to me that's very profound. I recently got a call from an individual that's in a workshop. They wanted me to listen to the fourth step. They want me to do the fifth step. So I do, what I like to do is a, uh, set up a date. I do a prayer and a meditation set on that particular person for that particular time. Um, we get together. We sit down and we do a prayer and meditation before we start, right? Whether it's phone, Zoom, or in person. And I asked them about their first three steps especially if I don't know the person. Coming from an outside perspective, if you want me to listen to your fifth step, I, I wanna, I'm not just gonna listen to it. I wanna know where you're at. I wanna know if you're involved. I wanna know if this work has done something for you. I wanna know if you lit up. I wanna know if you've had a psychic change. I wanna, and, and not saying that you pass or fail, because it's not a pass or fail. It's just I wanna know where you're at so I know how to best serve you, right? And I ask God to, you know, be a direct conduit through me, me be a conduit so he could work through me as, you know, best 
as possible to try to at least get me out of the way, but follow the directions and the guidelines that have been presented to me. And this individual didn't know, I, I don't know, they were misguided. And that's okay, because there's a lot of misguiding out there. And I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's much deeper and it's much more profound than right or wrong, bad or good. There's a full area of gray that pertains to each individual person. So I give them all the feedback I could possibly give with love as best as I can. And I said, I will be here for you. I will actually work this with you. And some of us across the pond, even you know, on the other side of the world, they call this rolling fifth steps, where I'm not just gonna listen to your fifth step, I wanna work the fourth. If I'm gonna be your sponsor and I'm taking you through the steps, and it's the first time you've ever done an inventory, specifically the first time you've ever done a big book awakening inventory, I wanna know that you understand what's going on. I, I just don't wanna listen to a fifth step and, and be a correction police officer, right? You, uh, you misunderstood this. I, I don't wanna get involved with that. I wanna get you on the right path. I wanna get you to feel confident about it. I want you to get you to feel good about it so you continue to write and you'll, and you'll have an experience with it because that's what it's all about, to have an experience with it. It ain't just writing stuff down to get it out and move on. Some people do that, and some people have success with that. That was not my story. I need to get down to the exact causes, the exact nature of my defects, because what's after five? I gotta go to the boss. You gotta go to the, the big kahuna, right? So I gotta be clear, because otherwise I'm, I'm, there's not gonna be no change. I'm gonna be a repetitive, dry drunk. And I don't want to do that because I was that at one point, right? So she had a great, it was a great conversation. It was an amazing conversation. And then I was able to help her, right? And then her, I, I was on the phone with her so you, I could hear the lights in her eyes, <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense, right? She was so excited. She was on fire by the time she got off the phone with me. And then we did some other work and it, Oh man, talk about someone moving in the direction of God is amazing to be a part of. So one of the things that to me is profound is when you're looking at the inventory itself, me as a guide, as a sponsor, as a friend, I want, to know, I want you to understand that what you see is objectionable in your interactions throughout your fifth step throughout your fourth step, right? What's, do you see what's objectionable in your behavior, attitudes, thoughts, ideas? Do you see it? And then I, I like to have them write in red, write, a, write your dad, right? I, I like him to write that so it stands out when it's popping off the page, when they go to Papa and they're doing their six and seven or they're discussing with maybe somebody else, that this really pops off the page to them so they could see it like a mirror reflection. I want it to be crystal clear because that's what I needed, right? Depth and weight. So once we, we discuss that, we talk about, you know, the selfish attitudes, the behavior, the fear, all the stuff involved, basically on your fourth column, right? And we read it backwards. We want you to see that. We want you to see the objectionables. And maybe they might need some time to just look at that for a day or two. I don't know, right? There's no right or wrong way. I try to meet the person where they're at. So if they're really new and they don't understand it, I'm going to spend extra time with them. And I'm gonna call them to check up on them, right? Everybody, I try to treat everybody different, but we got the same guidelines, which is beautiful. It keeps us together in a group, right? So when I come in here and I'm giving hugs to guys, 
There's, there's a lot beyond that, behind that hug. Like I went through what you went through and I got through it just like you got through it and we did the same work to, to get there and I love you and you love me and I'm so glad to see you and isn't this a miracle just to be here and giving a hug? I mean, recovered, right? Where we were crazy, insane. So then I look at, do you see, this is the biggest one to me. Do you see on your own power that you could not have done anything different, right? If you're brand new off the streets, just got three or four days, you did the best you could on your own power and your own knowledge. And I mean that with the most love. You're not a bad person just because of that, right? The things in our fourth step are not who define us. Remember the book talks about we're going to look at the grosser handicaps. Grosser handicaps. That means we're going to look at the negative in you. That's not all of you, though. It's not all of me. There's a lot more. So I really want them to get to a place, right? I can't make it, but I want them to get to a place so they could see that, hey, I couldn't have done it any better anyway, regardless, until I had a psychic change, until something happened, right? The great fact, the central fact that we talked about previously. The other thing is, there's seven steps in this one chapter. So in this one chapter, to me, it's, there's a lot of intensity in here that we all need to follow, right? Slow it down, read the lines, right? Where it says we, it comes to play a time where you pick the person or persons. A lot of people miss the persons. That means I'm gonna do a fifth step with more than one person, right? Not to share this with that one and that one with this and, and just so I can get clear and I don't wanna be telling the truth to my spot. It's not an escape goat. It's a, 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 to get feedback. It's to get clear on what's blocking me, right? Because I want to be absolutely clear because there's no reason to go six and seven if I'm not clear. I'm not just doing this. And I'm not just telling people and guiding them just so they can get through the steps. That's not the end game. The end game is to have experience with God, to be clear on the things that are blocking us, right? So after they have an experience with that, most, most people do. Right? They, some people have a hard time with not knowing that they could behave differently. They think they could still run their power, right? But the book's real clear. We're not like other people. That idea has to be smashed, and in my life it has to be re-smashed and re-smashed and smashed over and over and over again. But the truth of the matter is, I am not like my fellows. I can't muster up my power, my courage, my intellect, knowledge. I can't power that up to control these problems. It's just going to get worse, and it's proven to be so. What I need is God, right? What I need is that power, that connection. Bridge to shore? Well, I need to be ashore. <laughs> and I need to be ashore as soon as I can. And that's, that's the method, right? That's the methodology behind it. That's the spirit that I try to bring to this. And then do you see the behavior or resentments I'm still clinging to that I'm not willing to let go of, like speeding? <laughs> There's more. But we, we, do I need to look at them? Do I need to address them, right? And as I'm guiding people, it's like, okay, let's set an appointment, let's set a date. And this is what I like to do. I like to say, okay, take your inventory. I want you to look it over one more time. Make some prayer meditation time. And don't get in, try, try to create a place in your home or somewhere where you're not gonna get interrupted. Phone off, 
your favorite music on if you can, your favorite drink, you know, try to cover all the five senses, right? Six senses, I like to say, candle, visual, all of it. Try to get yourself and, and, and make it a spiritual assignment. It's not homework, it's a spiritual assignment that I, I wanna grow closer to myself and God, right? So make the appointment with yourself, make a date, do it once or twice a week, whatever it, you know, the opportunity persists. Look over this and let's make an appointment and let's make three or four appointments. Put them in the book so we have that clear so we can set up a date and then we'll get into it. And I start off with prayer and I start off with meditation. And then I ask him right off the bat, what are you doing? What are you hiding? What are you holding on to, right? And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I wait till the very end, three weeks later to do that, right? But I want, some people I get it out because I, I almost sense it, right? That sixth sense, God's flowing through me or, or something's happening. I'm experiencing the feeling. And I want them to get that out because guess what? That's the stuff that make me drink again. That's the stuff that'll bring me to my knees. That's the stuff that'll kill me. So I try to make a, a, a very clear opening for that. And then most importantly, I'll share that dark stuff that I went through with them because my life's an open book now. You know, whether I've been molested, right? I've been molested twice. So I was able to experience that with another man. I was uh, prejudiced towards uh, gay people for a long time until this program entered into my heart and, and did something miraculous where I started sponsoring gay men and women, right? Listening to Fifth Steps where it's just a miracle. And I share these deep, dark secrets. I share them about the cheating, the lying, the, the, just everything, even in recovery, right? The lies, make them feel comfortable. You're just like me. And when they tell me something profound, so what? You're not alone. It's okay. And I give them a hug right there, right? Or I tell them to put their hand on the heart, take a deep breath, you know? Feel that love, feel God. I just want them to feel comfortable. And then I read, I read the big book. I read the idea that if you wanna take, if you don't feel comfortable with something, I also wanna let them know, if you don't feel comfortable with sharing something with me, maybe I'm not the appropriate person for that particular situation, find somebody, or I'll help you find somebody that can. Right? Encourage them. That I'm not the end all. I don't know it all. You don't have to bring everything to me. Right? So we encourage that. And today, a lot of us, and me and my friends, what we do is we find somebody for people. We don't even sponsor. We're corralling, like, hey, I know somebody that needs a sponsor. You need looking for a sponsor? I can't do it because I'm full or whatever. We know so, and we make phone calls, we make texts, we make emails, and we help each other out. That's how this community is. It's huge. And we don't need to know the behind the scenes basics, right? We're just trying to plant seeds. We're trying to help people. We're trying to create a neighborhood that's worth living in. We're trying to create closeness in our community, our jobs, home, home occupations and affairs, right? We're trying to do all these things to bring the best out of everyone. Unity, right? Like the circle and triangle talks about. We're trying to bring that further out into our city, right? The state, and then, you know, across the country across the world, global, and beyond. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a better life. So to wrap this up, I wanted to talk about other stuff, but God had other ideas, I guess. And uh, I don't call them promises, all right? Let me just read this and I'll end this. I don't call them the fifth step promises. I call them the gifts, the gifts of the fifth step, right? 
so good. So good stuff, guys. We pocket our pride, we go to it, illuminating every twist of character. That's every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken a step withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye, everyone, family, and, family as well. To be alone in perfect peace and ease like I was today before I got here. Alone. We don't need anybody, right? Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. Even if you don't believe in one, something happens. Agnostics, atheists, whatever. Fill in the blank. An experience happens. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we are beginning to have a spiritual experience. So there's the intellect right out the window. It's not about knowledge. An experience has actually happened, and that's what happened to me. And that's what I see happen to the people that sit across the table from me or on Zoom, right? It's beautiful to watch. It's a, it's a miracle to be in a position to just watch people grow up among us, right? Because the fellowship that we crave, we're creating. It's not just in the, re in, in the meetings. People, some here have great grand sponsors. Go figure that. And it's not a, a thing to say to brag or out of cockiness. It's a gift that keeps giving. And you see the family grow. And it's amazing. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. Gone. Not even an issue. And can, you, can that happen to you if you're brand new? Absolutely. Gone. Never to drink again. Just vanished. We feel we're on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And then we get ready to bring everything to God. Thanks for letting me share, guys. Thank you. Ah, Pat, alcoholic, crystal meth addict. Thank you, Vinny. It's, um, you know, I, you said a lot of great things. I mean, um, this work is profound. I mean, I, you know, I had experiences with, with Fifth Steps before, um, before doing it this way, but um, not at the depth that we get from doing it this way. Um, you know, just even wanting to to do a fifth step in the first place, that was huge for me, you know, um, before finding this work. You know, for those who are new, you know, all we're doing is we're, we're using the big book and um, turning statements into questions and um, trying to have an experience with it, um, my experience with, with the book and... And when it comes to the inventory, um, it's just about more being more thorough and more honest. Um, I knew a lot of people uh, that were like me who, you know, went through the steps kind of half-heartedly, kind of, you know, just barely scratching the surface. And a lot of people, that's as far as they, that's as far as they get, um, in fact, the big book even says, you know, after the, after we get to the third column in, in pointing out where other people have wronged us, the big book warns us and says that's as far as most of us got. But, you know, the fourth column is, is the key to the future. You know, how are we going to, how are we going to live in this world? Are we going to continue to be victimized by other people or... The big book says there, there's a better way, 
right? Um, uh, looking at, or was I at fault? Or am I to blame? Um, and, you know, really it was most profound with uh, when it came to um, my personal relationship with my, at the time I was living with my girlfriend and, <clears throat> you know, I didn't realize it, but I, it was extremely dishonest. I was extremely dishonest in this relationship. I could never tell the truth. It was always about, you know, saying whatever I needed to say or being whatever I needed to be to keep this relationship going the way I wanted it to go. And, um, and I thought that was, I thought that was what everybody else did. You know, I thought that's just how you do relationships, you know, and, um, so it was, uh, it was huge for me to, uh, to go through this work. I did my, my first uh, Big Book Awakening fifth step with, um, with a guy who uh, is very, uh, very strong, very, has very strong opinions, very high energy. Um, uh, it was kind of scary. <laughs> But, you know, I needed, I needed to hear it. I needed to hear it. Um, you know, because... And, and my sponsor will, will, will kind of say things that are... Uh, he'll say things that are very blunt, very almost cruel, almost... Um, but, some, you know, because he knows me well enough. He's been my sponsor for I don't know how many years now, but he knows me well enough to know that if I don't, if it's not, if the message isn't given to me that way, then I'll just, I'll dismiss it. You know, I won't take it seriously, you know. Um, uh, my, I recently did a fist up uh, with him where I, uh, I tried to cheat this guy out of $1,000. Uh, an old friend of mine, my landlord's business partner, because I thought that um, what they were, you know, essentially um, not evicting me, but, you know, giving me a 90-day notice to move out of this house, which is more than kind. Well, who gets a 90-day notice? It's usually a 30-day, or if you're lucky, you get a 60-day notice. But I got a 90-day notice, and I tried to cheat them out of $1,000, you know. And, and, I, and I said to my sponsor, I was like, well, you know, I really thought that that uh, this friend um, did this to me at the worst possible time, you know? And um, like he knew it was bad timing for me financially. And, uh, and the way the market is right now with Reynolds, it was, it was impossible, I felt like, and he did it on purpose. And my sponsor said, so what if he did? So what? It's like, what? You know, and he's right. So what if he did? It's not my business why he did what he did, when he did it. So um, anyway, I was like, fuck, you know. But I, that's, that's how I needed to hear. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, you know, if he tried to explain it in a nice way, I would have just like, I would have laughed it off or not taken it seriously. But I, it, it hit me. So... So that's the, tr and, and what growth, you know, what, uh, that was huge growth for me, you know, because, yeah, he's my friend, 
but it, it, you know, it's business. You know what I mean? So what? Anyway, um, that's just, I just wanted to share a recent experience and, and how, how powerful this, this life-changing, transformative process can be. Um, it is if we follow directions and, um, and good sponsorship, a good guide or somebody who's listening. Um, and, and, you know, if you've done the work thoroughly, you're qualified to listen to a fifth step. You know, we have all kinds of material to help. If you're, if you're not very experienced with it, you, uh, you know, the right questions to ask, what to listen for, it's all, it's all given to us. So uh, that's all. My time. Thanks. How you doing, everyone? My name is Luis, and I'm an addict. You know, um, I really didn't know what the fifth step was all about. My buddies just showed me right now, and I... What a great opportunity just to say something that has been in my heart. Um, I really haven't read all the other steps. I just kind of started this, but I was clean for like four years and something, and all of a sudden, I kind of dropped myself so easy. I'm good at fucking up. I'm very good at it. And I guess one more time, I, it presented to me, and there I went, and I felt it right away when I was lost. It was I was losing myself, and... I had to reach out to this person that, that I'm sorry I gave him the, the kind of like the task to be a big brother. He's sitting right next to me. I want to thank him that he's actually, uh, I came clean to him and say, you know what? He kind of knows me. So it's like, it was easy to kind of let him know about what I was going through and that I was feeling like I was, you know, I got a family. I, I'm very blessed. Uh, I got people like him around me that I can actually come clean and be myself, first of all. Because sometimes you just hide, man. You want to be like this perfect person when you're a fucking mess inside. And not only like, because you use drugs, but maybe other, other stuff and, um, you know, but thanking God that I'm here with your fine people, because this is what fine people is all about, you know? Uh, every one of you guys, and I really, really want to thank God for, for Luis, because he, he actually reached out when I randomly just call the, the number of these lake, because this is where I come. And um, to everyone, man, uh, God bless everyone. Thank you for being here. All right. Thank you. My name is Oliver, and I'm an alcoholic. Vinny, thank you, man. So much love, man, in your words, man. I was falling asleep. You, you talk with so much peace. <laughs> it's just... It's just, it's just good. And I was thinking about the fifth step, man. I mean, you know, we're doing a workshop right now in Spanish, and, and, and every Monday we do the homeworks, right? Because you have to do homework in, in, in these workshops. And, and uh, I was talking to my guys today, and, and there's a question there that says that we need to realize that we are not like other people. That we have to accept who are inner more selves, that we're alcoholics. But what does that mean? Right? And that's where I struggle or where I like to stick with, my, with the people that I work with. You see, being an alcoholic and an addict is way more than just using or drinking, man. It's, I mean, drinking and using just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, what's really going on inside of me? What's the disease, you know? I mean, I, including me, when I first started here, I, I used to say, man, I'm depressed. I, I have a mental illness. I'm, 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 I'm commiserating. I am uh, afraid all the time. I mean, that's what being an alcoholic means. That's a spiritual malady. 
No, but you don't understand I'm weak. No, 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 you're not weak. You're, you're, you're an alcoholic. That's what being an alcoholic is. So, I mean, being an alcoholic has so much more to do than, than, than just drinking and drugging. So, it's all about that power. And I tried all my life to, to, to control my life and to apply my power into my life. And I tried hard, man. I tried really hard. I don't think that any of us woke up every morning and say, listen, I want to work really hard at being a failure, right? Mm -hmm. uh, drinking myself to death or trying to commit suicide when I'm a little bit older. I think that we all give it our best shot, or at least I did. So we spent in the workshop a long time, man, going through powerlessness and manageability and the first step. And for me, it was very important to understand that I have absolutely no power, just like that. But no power not to stop drinking, man. No power to live my life. And that's, that's, that's a hard one to swallow. But you know, the fifth step did a wonderful job for me, the fourth step, because that's what really hit it. You know, it says right there that the... that we do this to be unblocked from the power of God. You know, when, when, I, was, when I was first arriving here and, and people were talking to me about this fourth sense and sixth dimension and this bullshit about God, man, I couldn't understand. I mean, Big Papa and all that cheesy shit, I, I said, well, what are these people talking about, man? I came here so they can teach me how to live. I need to gain control again of my life. I need to know how to live my life. That's why I'm in AA. But they just keep on telling me that it was about God and this God and this God and this God, and I couldn't see it, I couldn't understand it until I did my fifth step. So what's the gift that the fifth step did to me? I mean, I, I have heard many fifth steps and, and I've been blessed by that because truly I know what that means when you see the ice pop up on the other side of the tail. It's, fuck, it's a high higher than anything or any drug that I have ever done. And to be able to, to see how God is acting in somebody else's life is just a high that if you haven't hit it, go out and hit it because it's good. The high is good. It's good. <laughs> Get you real high. I mean, it's so an addict, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the next high. But, but this is what I want to say. When I saw who I was or who I thought I was, meaning how my fears define who I was, how my fears define what I thought it was reality, how my fears define the person that I became. And how powerless I was over reality because I lived in an illusion. I, I lived in, in, in Yarna, man. I mean, it, it, I, I couldn't be further away from the truth. But the beautiful thing about that is that I was able to look at myself with compassion for the first time. Because I believed all those fears to protect me. You see, I have a wounded child inside of me. And that child was scared shitless since he was a little kid. And the only thing that he knew how to do was to create illusions, to create shortcuts, right? To protect myself. And I used them and I used them all my life blindly. I thought that that was reality. I mean, when they say that that's an illusion, no shit. I really thought that's what it was. You have to be a certain way in order for you guys to love me. If I'm not like that, you're going to hate me. Because that's what I learned when I was a little kid. That's where I left my kid. I neglected myself so much that I believed those lies. So I go through the four column and I see this little kid, man, is scared shitless. The only thing that he wanted was for you to love me, man. Isn't that sad? For you to respect me. That's it. And, and because of that, I cheated, I lied, I manipulated, 
I stole, I, I mean, I, fuck, I, I went through two marriages. I destroyed the life of my kids. I destroyed all my wealth to protecting an illusion. But to be able to see that with compassion for the first time in my life and actually cry, not because of the sin, because of the cause of the sin, which he was that, which I today understand as my spiritual malady. That's when I understood that there's no power in me without Papa, without God. But I had to see it, man. So the fifth step is a beautiful tool done, not correctly, just done. And to have a spiritual guide that truly understands what the fifth step is for. Because it's not for the garbage, man. The biggest jewel is in there. There's no garbage in there. That's the jewel of life. Thank you. Thank you, Albert. My name is Jason. I'm a recovered drug addict and alcoholic. Hi, Jason. Thank you, Vinny. I love you, man. Um, I got to experience Vinny and his love. And, uh, man, it was rad. Super rad. I met him on a Zoom meeting. He didn't even know. I was, like, kind of looking around. Someone told me, come here, I'm going to die, right? I seen him. And uh, it took me, I wrote his number down. It took me like probably three or four days to get the courage to call a stranger and ask him to help me, right? And I told him I'm powerless, I'm ready. And the first thing he told me, we had a long conversation, was I don't, don't need to worry about admitting powerlessness. I need to worry about admitting help. I need help. I need help. And so I asked him for help. And... <clears throat> You know, I was sitting there remembering the experience and, you know, what he said is so true and because I got to experience it. And so I, re I remember when I got to the inventory about my mom, right? And I'm still, I mean, for me, this is, this is a work in progress. It's going to take a lifetime, man. The, the shit runs so deep, so deep. And it's, it's a hard truth. Um, there's no end game. There's no arrived for me. Okay. And the more I admit that, the better off I am. But so I get to this place with my mom and, um, I'm, I just lose it, man. I lose it. Right. And, and he did exactly what he said. This is what we do. We stop. And we were on a computer, put your hand on your heart, breathe, right. Feel the presence of God. And it was, it was rad. It was so rad. So I thank you for that, you know, for being there for me in that moment. Um, you know, the truth is I, I, it's taken me over four, it's taken me like close to five years to get one year of sobriety. That's been my story. That's been my journey. Don't give up. Okay. Don't give up. And I've just got to this year point and I'm, I'm revisiting my steps one through nine, not through a workshop or anything, um, through my book, through my transcription, um, through my own personal experience, um, very fearless and thorough, and I'm about to approach Vinny again on some more inventory. You know, it's crazy, and some of the same stuff comes up, you know. My wife still drinks. She drinks every day. She still gets high. She gets high at night every day. We've been together almost 30 years, 29 years, right? Um, the cool thing is, as I was writing that inventory today, I, I get to see how there is this level of acceptance that's happening. There's this level of awareness that's happening. It doesn't mean that there's not pain still involved. It doesn't mean that the necessity for me to revisit these things 
and to go to somebody. You know, you know how bad I want to say, look, I'm writing this. I'm just going to take it to you, God. I don't need to really sit down and talk to somebody about it. But that's not the case. So recognizing that and going through the action. One of the questions that Mark Houston asked in Revisiting Steps 1 through 9 is, are you willing to recommit? Are you willing to submit to the process of 1 through 9 after a year of recovery and do it year after year after year? That's a real question because submit means thorough and fear. That doesn't mean skip. That doesn't mean half-assed, right? Because half-measure is not going to get me there. And it's surely not going to keep me sober, right? This is what I've recognized, that this is a requirement for me to remain sober one day at a time because I have proven time and time again I can't do it on my own. So the willingness to want to, to experience these miracles, you know, what, what I found out is that I'm better than everybody around me. I, that, that's just me, right? In my mind, I'm better than you. And that's so sick. And I've lived my whole life like that. And I know what's best for everybody. I can fix everybody. And... I don't want to take the time to open up to anybody because my shit's really not that bad. Like that's the, that's my truth, which is so delusional. And this process helps me see the truth from the false. So I get to admit that's bullshit today. And what's really happening is the, see, I feel like I'm entitled to all of these things, right? I've achieved so much in life. I, I deserve it. But what I'm recognizing today is the one thing that I'm entitled to, I don't know how to have. And that's peace and joy. The two things in my life that God has given me that I'm born with, that I'm supposed to have, is peace and joy. And I don't know how to have it. I can't do that on my own. And so I'm, I'm beginning to understand that that's my truth. That's the only reality for me. How do I get there? I just keep resubmitting to this process. Because that's the only thing I know how to do. Get on my knees, talk to other people. Um, confess, man, right? Mm -hmm. Self-searching and confession of my shortcomings, leveling of my pride. None of us liked it, but that's what's required for successful consummation. That's what I have to do. And I am one of those people that don't like it. I don't like it. But I, am, I, I get to see it. And, I, and I've been able to take what Vinny has done with me and use it. And I just took another man through that fifth step. And it was so radical it was so awesome and I too had all these prejudice against gay people my whole life and God takes this gay man and puts him in my life and and he asked Jason will you sponsor me and I'm like holy shit <laughs> right here we go and and it was awesome so just don't give up man submit to this process ask somebody for help and how he said we love that that's what we do that's why I'm here because I've been out in other rooms and other places. And I did not feel what I feel here, the people that I'm around today. So I can open up like this much because I trust you this much. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mary Alcoholic. Hey, Mary. Hey, Vinny. Thank you. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you on Zoom during COVID. Uh, I uh, was in the, um, the Big Book Awakening and uh, my husband caught COVID. He ended up on a respirator, but I stuck it out. But I didn't feel like I was all in, you know, at times, because when he came back home, 
you know, I was taking care of him, right? So uh, I did it again. And it was great. I learned each time. And I like how, um, how you said um, that you keep submitting. You know, and uh, that's what I've done. My sobriety date is July 11, 2013. And uh, I've been submitting and submitting every year to the steps, to the 12 steps. And uh, I've been doing it all different kinds of ways. You know, uh, my sponsor, she said, you know, Mary, she said, there's no wrong way. The only wrong way is not to do it at all. And, uh, and I learned so much from so many people. And uh, then I was asked to uh, take women in Canada through the Big Book Awakening. And that's when I was fully all in. And I was able to, to, to do it again. And uh, Mark Houston, I always tell everyone he's my brother. <laughs> I really feel like I make this connection with him and he's no longer with us, but he is. He's on YouTube, look him up. He's great, he's amazing. He uh, actually had so many moments of, um, of like, wow, you know? Like, I can relate to this guy. And, and I, want, I want to do everything he says, you know? Uh, but, uh, and I try. Uh, so, and in, to action in the big book, it says, this is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. We think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. There is doubt about that. In actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal self insufficient. So I can't sponsor me. <laughs> and uh, that's insufficient. It just doesn't work when I keep things to myself. Um, many of us thought it necessary to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so. The best reason first is if we skip this vital step, vital, it's life saving. It will save your life. Um, we may not overcome drinking. So, you know, I was thinking about my fifth step and uh, the very first time that I took a, a fourth step uh, with my sponsor and I had like two pages and I'm writing and, you know, I'm reading to her, you know, um, my, you know, my everything that I've done from when I was a little girl all the way, you know, and all of the mistakes and things that probably weren't even big deals, but to me it was a big deal. And uh, um, I left one thing out and I didn't know, I didn't know, like I went through all my life <clears throat> not knowing that uh, there was one thing that I kept to myself and I never told anybody, like I was gonna take that to my grave, but I didn't know, like I was walking around sleepwalking, you know, and when I finished, I remember uh, leaning back in the chair and saying, oh my God, oh my God. And I told her, you know, and I can be very transparent with everyone here because I've said it so many times. Um, I sat back and I said, I killed somebody. <laughs> and she just went back in her chair and she thought, oh my gosh, you know, I could see her face like, she said, oh my gosh. And I said, I had an abortion and, um, I totally forgot all about that, you know? And that was one thing I left out of paper because so many years had gone by and I didn't realize how much that was blocking me. You know, just that one thing was blocking me, 
you know. Um, and you know what happened after that? Um, I left, she gave me instructions. There's instructions in the big book. You go home, you take some quiet time, you bring the book down from the shelf, you consider the first five proposals, or the first, yeah, consider the first five proposals, and I did that. And um, I went to my computer after I finished that, and I found a place that, um, a weekend retreat that helped me recover from that. It was crazy how God intervened with that, and he saw fit to, you know, to feel that, that, that pain that I have been going through all these years and that secret, you know, that deep, dark secret. Um, and I didn't have any money at the time. I was broke, like most of us come in, right? I was broke. And uh, the woman who did these retreats, she uh, granted me favor. And I was able to get to that retreat and recover from that. Um, but this step is freeing, and you've said it best. Um, this step freed me from all of my you know, darkest, deepest secrets from all the shame, guilt, everything. This is a freeing step. And uh, I would do it over and over again, you know, um, because now I know that it brings me closer and it, it removes all those blocks and brings me closer to the, you know, the creator, you know, my creator of the universe. So with that, thank you for listening. Thank you. I'm Luis, an alcoholic. Vinny, thank you for coming down. Great share, brother. It's always good to see you. Um, the text says, I am like the actor who wants to run the whole show. And growing up, I identified with this because growing up, I learned to put on a mask, a few masks, like the one that I am tough, the mask uh, that I would wear so you would like me. I would pretend to be someone else or tell you what I think you, would, you need to hear to like me. The mask that protects my ego from feeling the pain of the wrongs I've done, you know? And, like, and I get lost in these masks. I, so when I read this, I remember the first time, like, I could identify. Um, you know, and I can imagine that there's people sitting here that can identify with, uh, there's this book, I think it's called, like, thousand faces or something like that and you know like all these masks that we end up wearing um, that you know the text says on page 71 as we're leading up to our fifth step it says we hope you are convinced now that God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you off from him and um, I wrote a little note that I just lost, but um, it's on page 12 that I do remember. Here it is. At, Bill says, this, Thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. At long last, I saw, I felt, I believed. Scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes and a new world came into view. Um, this, is, this is a link right into the Bible, if you don't know, but, you know, these, these, something's been covering me, you know, covering my, protecting my pride and ego 
and I can finally see, and I remember when I, the first time, the first fist step, well, actually we did a mini fist step where I just took one worksheet and I called our, our guide, our leader for the workshop. And when I was done, I was so disgusted with myself because I could finally see that I had someone by the throat. I was aware that they had not done anything directly to me, but I didn't like, I resented the way they showed up in my wife's life. And then I at least what I really saw was what I don't like in them is actually what I do. And I don't like that in myself. And that's when I was like, as Vinny said, I couldn't have done it any different because I've been blind this whole time. All these masks, right? And it's, it's why it's like, we spend so much energy in keeping this thing going. And the real freedom comes when we can finally just, you know, surrender it. And it, you know, it's funny because we start by admitting, admitting as Vinny said, I admit that I need spiritual remedy. I admit that I need help. Yeah, I'm powerless, but more importantly, I need help. And I, I need to believe that God can, right? That a higher power can. And then I, I surrender to their, my life and my will over to their care. And then four, I take inventory. And this is why it takes courage, because I'm actually going to look at all this stuff. My resentments and my wrongs. The stuff that I've been hiding and using all these masks to protect myself. And then finally, when I come in, it says, admit to God, to ourselves, and to another human being. And you know, it's, it is an amazing spiritual experience that you do not want to miss out on. And it just doesn't end in that, in that moment. It just keeps going. And then it starts, as more starts to be revealed and more love you start to receive and it's just more freedom, right? And it goes to those promises. We are, you know, we are, we we believe that God does want us to be happy, joyous, and free. And the real, the peace and the rest that we're seeking. The cool part is, is that we can still, we're still going to have storms and trouble come our way. But if we stay connected by starting with that third step prayer, God, I offer myself to Thee. That's what we do every morning. Just open your heart and say, God, fill me up with your spirit. If you can do that before you go out through the day, the guys that I work with, I tell them, you know, they'll call me, they're in a wreck at work. And I remind them, remember now, we pray before we step into work, right? And you can do that. And if you're a wreck right now, just find a space and invite your higher power, right? And then just believe that he's with you. And, and the good news is, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. So thank you for letting me share. That's all I got. Okay, my name is David and I am an alcoholic. And I just want to share a little bit. Uh, Vinny, thank you very much uh, for your share. Uh, one thing that, uh, you know, it freed me uh, a lot. Uh, when I did my, my fifth step, step I was an, a new man, okay? And what you just said, you know, about um, that I cannot do, do it any better at that time, when all these shortcomings and all this ugly stuff that I did, it freed me, 
uh, because it, that's the first time that I forget my father because I thought he did the same thing. You know, he could not do any better in his way than he, the way he treated us because, you know, he was a sick man, just like I was. And I feel this tremendous relief, you know, because it took me a long, long, long time. You know, my sponsor didn't give up on me because when I was doing the, the fifth step with him, he was, we went like 10 times. Uh, he told me, how do you know that your father, you know, the, 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 you know uh, that he didn't have any choice or, or, or he went on and on and on. He, he was telling me, how do you know? You know, and I said, look, you know, not, there is no a, a worse man in, in the world than my father. And he told me, how in the God the hell do you know? You know, and over and over until it's still sticking in my mind. And when I, you know, it was finished the, the fifth step, I forget this man. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because I was carrying this man for 60 something years. Man, so I thank God for this program and the fifth step, uh, uh, well, all the steps. Uh, this was the best, so that's, that, that definitely uh, get me free. I break free after this step, you know, and I would never change anything in the world for this, for this program right now. So thank you, Vinny, again, and uh, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. So anyway, my name is David, and I am an alcoholic, and this is all the time we have for sharing. Quarters have been signed, and you can pick them at close of the meeting. And let's talk our speaker, Vinny, uh, for all this wonderful night. Our leader, um, Jason, for a great meeting. This group like to support members that are speaking. Is anyone from the group speaking in the coming week? If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe at eastlakebba.com. You can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the East Lake Big Book Awakening Podcast.